0: Well, we've been on a series on the Holy Spirit. Amen. How many people have been receiving some truth here? Amen. Amen. And uh, praise God. And uh, it seems like I never can get through my messages, and we have to keep, keep moving it to the next level. Amen. Or the next service. And last, uh, well, actually, we started off talking about the Holy Spirit. And we talked about in my first teaching, which was a few weeks back. And you guys may have forgot, but just I'm just going to just recap, and we're going to move forward. But we talked about the Holy Spirit being the wind. Uh, the Holy Spirit is a person. The Holy Spirit is, is, is part of the Godhead. Amen. And uh, the Holy Spirit has feelings. Amen. Amen. And the Holy Spirit abides in each one of us. You know the Father, God and Jesus are up in heaven. You know where the Holy Spirit's at? Down here on Earth. Amen. Amen. And down here in believers, praise God. Amen. So the Holy Spirit's here and to reveal Jesus to each one of us. Amen. Yes, yes. And so we've been talking about the Holy Spirit, and in the first session we talked about that the Holy Spirit is likened to win. Remember the, uh, the Hebrew word Ruach. And, uh, and so it's the, the breath of God. And so really the word of God is is actually breathed. Even when, when God created mankind, he breathed his life in mankind. You know. Listen, you guys are pretty special. Mankind is very special. We're not on the, we're not uh, even playing filled with animals on this planet. Amen. Amen. We're, we're, we're created. Say, I'm created, I'm created in God's image. In God's so you're not created in the image of a monkey. Amen. Amen? And that's, that's good. Amen. Now you, you may beg to differ with your spouses, with your spouse, but no, I won't go there. But, uh, but we're not, we're created in God's image. So we should be pretty excited about that. And so we're talking about the Holy Spirit. In the second week, I talked about Pentecost, and actually, a lot of people don't didn't realize this, but Pentecost is really a Jewish holiday, and that's when they gave the law. And, but praise God, uh, we know that, you know, Jesus, you know, some may think, Jesus did away with the law. We have grace. No, Jesus fulfilled the law. He didn't do away with the law. You know, the Ten Commandments are still in force, but you can shorten the Ten Commandments to the the two commandments, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And you do those two, you should uh, abide by the Ten Commandments. Isn't that right? And so, so if you love people, you're not going to cheat them and steal from them. Amen. Amen. If you love God, you're going to. You're not going to try to. You're not going to worship other idols Amen. and put other things before God. Amen. Amen. So, but we don't throw out the Ten Commandments. They're good. Amen. Amen. It's good. It's not the ten suggestions. It's the Ten Commandments. Amen. Yeah. But that's all part of. Um, uh, of, uh, of the law, but thank God that we're under grace and you're not under the law, which means that God gives us the ability to walk with him without having a fear of missing it or sinning. Amen? Amen. In other words, you know, as long as our heart's right, God's not so interested in uh, our outward man messing up every once in a while. He's interested in our inward man. In other words, God is all, looks at our heart and not just the outward man. Now, people will look at the outward. You know, have you ever done something dumb on the outside, but you didn't really mean it on the inside? Amen. Okay, we just got a couple people here. And uh, so, so, so we don't mean to do dumb things, and we don't, as long as we're not trying to move out in that, that area, God checks our heart, and that's where grace covers us. Amen? Amen. Say so the, the blood of Jesus is working. And so last week we talked about three baptisms, and uh, we, we, we looked at it in Hebrews. And it actually talks about the elementary teachings of Christ in Hebrews chapter six, and and I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in like chur- in church and listen. I grew up in a church, and I really and I'm not here to down churches, but I didn't really learn a lot, and uh, and I didn't really learn a lot about truth, amen. And you know it's important what church you're in because it, the the if you're in a church that teaches a lot of traditions and men's doctrines, what men say, then we're in trouble. Amen. But you need to be in a church that preaches and stands and backs it with the Word of God. Amen. Amen? So really, it doesn't really matter. My, my opinion doesn't matter. But what really matters is this, the Bible. Amen. This matters. Exactly. So you got to be like a Berean. What, the Bereans in the church, what they did, they checked the Scriptures to see if they were so. And so I, I, I'm okay with you checking the Scriptures and seeing if they are so. Amen? And so here it's saying in Hebrews 6, 1 and 2, it says here, uh, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or maturity, not laying again a foundation of repentance from dead works, He's talking about these, these key things that we should already know as Christians of faith towards God and the doctrine of baptisms, and that's plural, talking about there's more than one baptism. Now I'm going to say this, and I know some of you do study the Bible and say, well, I know, doesn't it say somewhere in Ephesians, one baptism, one Lord? Has anybody thought about that? Okay, you guys don't read your Bible. But anyway, uh, <laughs> But but Paul actually says one baptism. What he means by that, he, he's saying that there's one baptism into the body of Christ. Amen? And so it, the Bible does not contradict itself. And you've got to read it in context. Amen? And so the Bible really works With all the scriptures work together, and there's no contradictions in the Bible, and so uh, let's look at this. um, And and we we talked about three water, uh, three baptisms, and the first one is is um, the baptism into the body of Christ, and that's First Corinthians twelve twelve. And we're just recapping a little bit on this, just in case you weren't here last week. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether Jews and Greeks, whether slaves or free, all have been made to drink into one spirit. So this is Apostle Paul, and he's saying that, that he's talking to believers, he's talking to us, and he's saying that we've all been baptized into one body. So when you receive Jesus, when you ask Jesus to come into your life, amen, you not only get a new heart, you get baptized into the body of Christ. Amen? You get a new family. And we talked about that last week. And that's great. You have a new family. And I'm going to say this. You are royalty. Amen. Look at your name and say, you're royalty. royalty. Now don't say, uh, I don't know about that. But you... <laughs> You are royalty. Amen. You are in a royal family. You are kings and priests unto God. Don't ever let anybody, don't ever allow anybody or anyone put you down because you're royalty. You're ambassadors of God. Amen. That's what I say, you know, when when I'm eating with my family and and Christina's not really acting too, too right at the table. You know, she's slouching. She's doing stuff. I said, you're royalty. You're a prince. Act like royalty. You know what I'm saying? That's a that's a freebie for for your parents out here. That's that's trying to teach your kids on how to act right at the table. Amen. And so praise God. So the second uh, baptism, and this is what really most Christians identify with. When you say, "Hey," and I've asked people this before, I say, "Have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit?" Oh yeah, I've been baptized. All they hear is baptism. They don't hear Holy Spirit at the end. They, have you been baptized in the Holy Spirit? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I got dunked underwater, you know, three years ago, you know? Amen. And so here, uh, baptism of water is good. And we talked about this that Jesus actually mentions this in the Great Commission of the Church. When Jesus, you know, after three days he was raised from the dead. And Jesus spent 40 days preaching about the kingdom of God. And he gave this commission that those that believe should be water baptized. So if you have believed and received Jesus, your Lord and Savior, you should get water baptized. And that does that, that, that's not in connection with if you're not water baptized, that doesn't mean you're not saved. It's an outward expression of inward work. In other words, you're identifying with Jesus and you're revealing that you are saved. And and because you're saved, uh, you're you're deciding to go and follow in the footsteps of Jesus. Jesus was water baptized. He obeyed the Father. And so he was our example. He is our example. And we need to follow the example of Jesus. Amen. So again, baptism, and some will say and some will teach that if you're not, it, it, yes, you may receive Christ, but if you're not water baptized, you're not truly saved. You're only half saved. Mm-hmm. No, you're fully saved if you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Amen? Amen? Okay. I know some of you are like, I don't know about that, Pastor. It's, it's true because um, we even talked about, and we will hit on it today, about Cornelius uh, household that Peter t- preached to they they got saved and received the baptism of the holy spirit yes. before they got water baptized amen, the Lord. amen. and that's in scripture amen so then Peter said, you know, we need water to baptize them. Amen? Amen. And so, uh, so, um, so they got, you know, the baptism of the Holy Spirit before they got water baptized, before they, received a, uh, um, before they were dunked into the water. Amen? Amen? And so today I want to talk to you about uh, baptism of the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, listen, I'm going to say this, and I said this last week, the most... Uh, A powerful weapon that the devil possesses. It's not sickness, amen, per se. It's not, you know, demon oppression or anything like that. It's deception. Okay? It's deception. If the devil can deceive us, what is deception? It's believing something that's not true. It's believing as if it is true. And some of us have bought into the idea that baptism of the holy spirit um uh you can leave it or you can ha- you can put it on the on the shelf or you can take it it's it, it, it's it's um it's not that important Amen. Some people have bought into this life. And there's two camps. There's one camp that says, uh, and they, 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 they're strongly, they strongly, they say, well, you have all the Holy Spirit you need, and you don't need any more Holy Spirit. I don't know about you, but I need God. Amen. And I need more of God because you know what? It seems like from day to day, there's areas in my life I seem like I'm losing in. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Amen. And I want to lose less. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And I need more of God to lose less. Amen. Amen. And so, because we're all battling stuff, but I need the, I need more of the Holy Spirit. So I'm going to say this with salvation. Yes. With having a relationship with God, there is more. There's the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And this is very important because it's mentioned in every gospel, uh, in all four gospels. So in Matthew 3.11, it says here, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me, this is John speaking, is minor than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. So who does the baptizing? Jesus. Jesus is the baptizer. He baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, Mark, it says in Mark here, uh, I indeed bapt, in Mark 1, verse 8, I indeed baptize you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Amen. You no, know, there's a difference. Amen. Uh, John 1, says this, uh, I did not know him, but he who sent me to baptize with water said to me, Upon you seeing the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's it's in all the gospel, and then we're going to look at Luke, and then Luke says here in Luke three sixteen. Boy, I'm really just throwing scriptures at you left and right. You're like, no, Lord, man, <laughs> pastor. Um, Luke three sixteen. John answers, saying to all, "I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is he uh, that baptizes of the Holy Spirit." So we see here that it's mentioned uh, in, uh, in f- all four Gospels. Now, I want to focus here on, on Luke. And it says here in Luke 22, now, now the, this is basically Jesus talking to the disciples. And it's recorded in two areas. It's recorded in Luke 24 and in Acts chapter 1. And so we're going to look at two of these and see what Jesus has to say. Now, this is in red you know, so if it's in red, you really need to read it, amen, amen. in other words, G, you know, anybody ever read the Bible, and it's called the red letter edition, yes. so when you see what Jesus says, yes. then we should perk up a little bit, amen. now Jesus is, is, this is not, I'm not saying that, now all the gospel writers, they were quoting John the Baptist, but here Luke is quoting Jesus, and Jesus says here in Luke 24, 44 through 47, Then he said to them, These are the words which I spoke to you while I was still with you, that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. This is Jesus speaking. And he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the Scriptures. Then He said to them, Thus it is written, and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and remissions of sins should be preached. Uh, His name to all nations, beginning at Jerusalem. So this is sort of like the Great Commission, what he's talking about. And this is 49, I want you to zero in verse 49. He says, and behold, I send the promise. Somebody say, "The the promise. Okay, behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. Okay, so he's saying here, this is in the book of Luke, Uh, He's saying here that don't go anywhere else, don't try to do anything until you have the power. Amen. Amen? Until you're endued with power from on high. And so we're going to see more instructions pertaining to the baptism of the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 1, uh, 4 through 8. And so we're going to see this. And let's look at this, it says here, and being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father. There we go again, to wait for the promise. Say promise. Promise Promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptizes with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore when they had come together they asked him saying Lord will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? And and he answers them but they they want Jesus to set up that earthly kingdom right then. But you know that basically he 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 wasn't he wasn't going to do that in t- say I have a job. I have a job. You have a job, amen. amen. And then the disciples have a job, amen. And we are supposed to take up uh, where where Jesus left off. Amen. In other words, Jesus is going around healing, delivering, and set people free. And guess what? We're supposed to be doing healing, delivering, and no, that's Jesus. No, but we're supposed to be doing some of these things. Amen. Pastor, are you you saying that we got a gospel of power? Yes. Amen. And again, I say yes. Amen. We have power. Yes. Amen. Amen. Power. Amen. Glory to God. And he said to them, it is, you know, not for times. He says here, uh, therefore, when they have come together, they ask him, Lord, will you restore the kingdom of Israel? And he said to them, it is not for you at times or seasons which the Father has put in his own authority. And then he, he recaps on this, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria, Samaria in Chesapeake, and Norfolk, in Virginia Beach. Amen. In North Carolina, amen. wherever you're from, amen, yes. wherever your family's from, until the ends of the earth. Amen. So we're supposed to be witnesses. Amen. amen. Some of you have been, uh, you know, Some of you have received Christ, and I really believe the baptism of the Holy Spirit gives you boldness. Amen. And some of you have been saved for a while, but have not even witnessed to a fly yet. You know what I'm talking about? Amen. amen. You're almost scared of your own shadow, you know. Me and my shadow, right? And listen, you don't need to be af- be afraid. God will give you boldness Amen. when the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Hallelujah. Amen. And you will Hallelujah. be a witness. Hallelujah. Say, I'm a witness. I am Amen. a witness. Amen. So this is what I want to say to you this morning: that that there's a lot of controversy, controversy, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. Hello. And so people get freaked out about this tongues thing. Yeah. And they get afraid about tongues and they yes. and because they don't understand it. And see, we can't always understand spiritual things. And, you know, God is a Spirit, and He operates in Spirit. I didn't didn't understand when I was reading the Bible, I didn't understand why uh, times Jesus would say to people, or give them instruction to do something, and they would get healed, or Jesus would lay hands on them and say, be healed, but then one time, Jesus took clay, spit on it, and rubbed it in a man's eyes. I don't understand that. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It's something that, that God led Him to do. And then He said, wash in the pool of Siloam, the guy that was blind. I didn't understand that, but spiritual things aren't going to always be understandable to the natural mind. And this is a problem with the natural mind. It always wants to figure out everything. Thanks. If I can't figure it out with this thing, then, then it can't be true. Man, you're not that smart. Uh, are you, are you, you, you know you operate in less than 10% of your brain power? Some of you guys are operating less than 5 I won't go there. Some of you, are you, are you hear what I'm saying today? So, so we operate in less, and we're, we're trying to outthink God. Amen? And this is what some of the theologians have done, over the years, they try tried to dumb down the power of God in the church. Amen. And they try to figure out a way where, well, we can figure out a way where well, this tongues and baptism of the Holy Spirit doesn't go together, but then we got to look at the law of first mentions. So what does that mean? That means when something is first mentioned in the Bible, that there's a pattern there that is set. And so let's look at this in Acts 1, 4 through 8, amen? It says, And being assembled together with them, He commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Therefore, when they have come together, they ask him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? We already read that. And then let's go to Acts 2, uh, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost, and I'm going to say this, the disciples did not know what was going to happen. They had no idea. They'd said, "Oh, there's going to be a sign. There's going to be one." But they had no idea. Jesus didn't say, "Listen, guys, this is what's going to happen. Uh, You're going to get this supernatural language that's going to..." No, he didn't explain. You you wish. I mean, I wish that God would explain things to me more in detail before I receive them. You know? God, can you can you explain the miracle that's going to happen in my life before it happens? Sometimes we want God to explain how it works. All the ins and outs of the miracle, but I just want the miracle. I, I don't care, you know, if i if I got a heart problem and I need a new heart, I, if God gives me a new heart, I don't care how He does it. Amen. I only have to know how. Listen, I don't know how to work. I don't know how to fix my car engine, but I can drive a car. Amen. <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I don't have to know how to fix. I know how to change oil, thank God. You better know how to do that or you're in trouble. Amen. And so, but we don't have to know everything, but a lot of times intellect uh, pushes us out of the supernatural of God, reason reasons us out of the miracles of God. Amen. And that's and 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 so we're we're dealing with reason. We're dealing with we're we're dealing with untruths so that the enemy See listen the devil's a master at deception. Amen. And if there's something that God wants you to have, the devil's gonna try to get you not to have it. Amen. He's gonna try to lie to you and make you think it's something that's irrelevant or it's not for today, but it is for today. Let's look at this. It says when the day of Pentecost has fully come, Acts two, one and four. They were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as a rushing mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as fire, as one sat upon each of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance." Now, now d- does anybody know what the meaning of all means? Oh, there, you guys are theologians. Uh, yeah, all means all. So, so if the baptism of the Holy Spirit and tongues are two separate things, then why did they all were filled and they all spoke in other tongues? If, if you can be filled with a, 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 the Spirit without the gift of, the, of tongues, then they should have said some were filled and spoke in tongues and some did not speak in tongues. Most were spoke in tongues, and some just prophesied. But it says they all were filled, and they all spoke in tongues. Amen. So I would have to uh, say this today, and submit to you today, that, that being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues go hand in hand. Amen. Amen. And so, and some of you say, oh, amen. Some of you are like, I don't know about that. It's true. Yeah, well, that's where it says here. Now, in Acts 2.38, I have more. I have more, okay? Just hang tight, buckle up. I have more, amen? It says in Acts 2, 38 and 39, that Peter said to them, Repent, uh, every one of you, and be baptized in the Name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So that tells me that's something extra. It says you receive Jesus, you get saved, you get water baptized, you identify with Christ, and then you get a gift. Amen. Amen? Glory to God. Now, uh, uh, that, that is very important because I think, you know, I don't want to be, what if you're the person that says, well, I'm filled with the Spirit, but I don't have the gift. Uh, God's not a respecter of persons. Amen. I, I, I would hate to have nine people speak in tongues, and I'm the only one that doesn't, and, uh, and say, well, I must be the special one that doesn't. No, God's not a respecter of persons. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? God, uh, if He filled all on the, on the day of Acts, in, in that day, then he, he filled them all. Amen? Amen. And so, we see that. So, um, also, we see that in the, in, in the book of Acts, let's look at Acts 8, because we're talking about the importance of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And is it for today? And actually, it it actually is for today. Amen. Amen? It's if if listen, if we're in the end days. And the Bible says that the devil is going to be even worse in the end days. He's, come, he's going around in the end days as a, as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. The Bible actually says that in the end days, he knows his time is short. So he's, he's doing even more deception. He's doing more um, mayhem today. How much more do we need the power of the Holy Spirit? Let's look at Acts 8. Let's look at Acts 8. And this is interesting because Philip is a, he's not even a, uh, you know, a, uh, an apostle. He's, he's a deacon. And some will say, some traditional uh, churches may say, well, only the apostles. And when the last apostle died, they, you know, that, that ended the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There's no scripture in the Bible that says that. You may have been told that. Well, when the last apostle died, that was, the, that was when the, you know, the gifts of the Spirit ended. But there's no scripture in the Bible that actually says that. And so, you, so, so you, I don't know about you, but I'd rather go with what the Bible says than with what man says. Amen? Amen. So here in Acts, you have uh, Philip... In verse 5, it says, Philip went down to the city of Samaria, preached Christ to them. And it says, And the multitude with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits cried with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. So we see here that, uh, that uh, Philip uh, actually preached Christ and the power of God... Uh, Was working with him, signs and wonders were working, and demons were leaving people. Amen. Praise the Lord. I know some of you saying, "I wish the demon would leave my husband." You know, no. Listen, (laughs) demons are leaving people under the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm telling you, you can be. You know, can a Christian have a demon? Some may say, and and most people, most people don't believe in the supernatural. They no Christian can have a demon. You can have whatever you want. If you want to hang with demons, they'll hang with you. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so, listen, um, here we see Philip preached. And then uh, it's interesting that the church, the first church, heard about that. And, uh, and, and they, they heard about them preaching, and they sent out, uh, it says, but when they, this is verse 12, but when they believed Philip, he preached the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. Both of the men and women were baptized, which means they were baptized in water. And it says here in verse 14, in chapter 8, it says, Now when the apostles that were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. So they had, you know, Peter and John that were pillars of the church that day, heard about the revival in Samaria heard about the signs and wonders heard, of them, uh, heard about them getting uh, you know, saved and water baptized and then they went down to pray for them to receive the Holy Spirit say there is more there is more. Amen. And so and so as as you read this, it's that they came down, and prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he he the Holy Spirit had not fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. God. Now And then it says, And then Simon saw that through the laying of of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given. He offered them money, saying, Give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. So this was a guy that got saved in Peter's crusade. Um, in, well, I guess it was Philip's crusade of, uh, that was preaching the, uh, Jesus. And so I guess he, got preached, he, got, uh, re- he received salvation under Philip's ministry. And then he saw what was going on when, the, when Peter came down and laid hands. And he said, give me the power to lay hands on people so they could receive that gift. Now, I'm going to have to say this. Some... Opponents say, well, you don't have to speak in other tongues because it doesn't say that they spoke in other tongues. But obviously there was something tangible for Simon to see to want that gift. If it wasn't something tangible and supernatural, then why would he want to buy a gift if something did not happen? It makes inquiring minds say, hmm amen and so we're we're looking at this because it's important that we look at you know the baptism of the Holy Spirit and now we're looking at uh, Acts 10 and we know that Cornelius family uh, uh, was ministered by Peter in Acts 10 and in, in Acts 10 it actually said that uh, when he ministered the, uh, the gospel the power of God fell upon all of them, and they all started speaking in tongues and prophesying. Amen? Amen. I'm trying to... Okay, I'm just reading my Bible. Don't get mad at me. This is what the Bible says. So if I'm reading my Bible, it seems like there should be a connection with the bats of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues. It's like peanut butter and jelly. You know, if I'm going to make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, I can't just have jelly on it. Amen. i got to have peanut butter. I, that's the best one I came up with. But anyway. <laughs> because I, how many people like peanut butter and jelly out here? Amen. If you don't, that's all right. I like peanut butter and jelly. And they go together. You may Amen. beg to differ, but they go together. Amen? Amen? And then in Acts 19. In Acts 19. And this is actually 20 years after you know the uh, the account 20 years it says and it happened while apollos was at corinth and paul having passed through the upper regions came to ephesus and finding some disciples he said to them did you receive the holy spirit when you believed and they said to him we have not much heard whether they, there is a holy spirit and i've been going about i've been i've been teaching on this all month And because most people don't know that there is a Holy Spirit that gives us the gift of speaking in a supernatural language. And he said to them, how to it, what you're baptized. And they said into John's baptism, then Paul said, John indeed baptizes with, with a baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesy. Amen. So, amen. But my pastor from my old church said it was out of date and it's not that important. We don't need it. You need the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. amen. You need the power of God working in your life. Amen. amen. And so I would have to go with the Bible yes. over some fancy pastor. It doesn't matter if that pastor has thousands of people. Amen. Amen. Thousands of people can be deceived. Amen. Lord. Amen. And so I don't, I don't want you being deceived and thinking that you have all the Holy Spirit that you need. Amen. No, you need more of God. Yes. You need this spiritual gift. Now, yes, now uh, you know, we are a faith church, and I know a lot of times And when we preach healing, we preach, even before you see it, we say, just say that you have it, you know? And I understand, that's a faith principle, I've got it, even though you don't see the manifestation of it, yes. amen? When We pray for you, lay hands on you, we want you to have a positive affirmation that you received it. Now, not everybody who gets hands laid on them receives the gift automatically. I, I was one that got, I got hands laid on me, but I, my, 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 mind was getting in the way and I didn't really know. I was nervous and it just didn't come. But you know what? It did come later in the prayer room. My brother helped me receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I knew when I didn't have it and I knew when I did have it. The Lord. I knew when I did have the baptism. And I, yes, yes, are you hearing what I'm saying to you? I knew the difference. And because what? My brother was speaking in a language. Yes. My other brother was speaking language. Yes. I wasn't speaking in that language. Jesus. Obviously, I didn't have it. Is this a no-brainer or what? Yes. So, you know, you have to ask yourself, do I have it? <laughs> do I speak in other tongues? Am I really filled with overflowing? I know I'm, I'm kind of drilling it this morning. But, but you, have to, you have to ask yourself. Because, see, look, there's a camp here. There's there's a there's a camp of people that will say, Well, we got it and we are special. Woo! We got it, you know. There's another camp that says, Well, we don't have it and we don't want it, and we think that that's that's a that's something of the devil, you know. They look down at it. The other ones are and both are in pride. Both camps are in pride. One camp, I don't need it, I got all the Holy Spirit I need, I've been doing good so far. I only sin a little bit, not as much as you, you know. And you got another one. I got it. I'm special. No, just because you have a gift doesn't mean you're mature, and doesn't mean that you're walking in the love of God. Amen. And and the ones that preach against it, they they accent the fruit of the Spirit. We got to have the fruit. We got to have love, peace, joy. It's a fruit. The other ones that have it and seem, tend to magnify that, they say we got to have the gifts. We got to get. Why not have the fruit and the gifts? Amen. Why not have the love and the peace and the joy of God working in our life and the power of God working in our life? Why do we have to have one or the other? Why not peanut butter and jelly? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want both of them working in my life. Amen. And i got to close this down. I was going to give you ten reasons why. <laughs> I told you last week I was going to give you ten benefits of, of speaking in other tongues. Will you guys show up next week for me? Will you guys hear out the ten powerful reasons why every Christian should be speaking in this unknown language and that God's not a respecter of persons? He's not holding it back from you, praise God. Amen. I will continue it next week. Glory to God. I know I feel like a liar. I I told you last week. But listen, should I give you just one benefit? No, no. We'll hold off till next week. And you guys, see, listen, Superman had his suit. You know? you know, he had a suit to change into. You know, that didn't give him the power. He already had the power. But you know, kryptonite was his weakness. Amen. And you know what? Deception is our weakness. Yes. And if we keep on believing we don't need this supernatural gift and we're okay with just having just enough of God, then we're deceived and we're not going to have all that God wants us to have, saints. Yes. And He wants you to have the fruit of the Spirit, yes. but, he, but He wants you to have the gift of the Spirit. He doesn't want you haughty or anything on that side, but He doesn't want you prideful saying, I don't want that because that's not the devil. Listen, when I was in the bars and not saved, I never spoke in tongues. <laughs> If it was of the devil, I would have been speaking in tongues. That boy's of the devil. Anybody, anybody used to be in the bars? Yes, some of you still in the bars now? No, I won't. <laughs> 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 Let us. <laughs> That's why you need the back of the Holy Spirit. You're trying to get spirits in the wrong way. Amen. You, know, the, you know, it says spirits down there, you know. Jesus. Come get some spirits. Jesus. You know, the bar, the bar is a counterfeit church. Amen. The bartender's like a pastor. You're telling all your problems to the bartender. And he has no answers, but here's another drink. (laughs) Let me mix it up for you. Shake it and not stir. Some of us are like, you know, cement. We're thoroughly mixed up and firmly set in our ways. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Don't don't let tradition, don't let some fancy preacher, don't let somebody tell you what God, you know, what God doesn't have for you and what God does have for you. Let the Bible tell you what you, you need and what you need to have. Praise God. And receive it. Expect it, glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. I wanted it, man. Yes. Yes. I was upset because I didn't have that gift. My, My brother had it. Jesus. And I know I'm more spiritual than him. My Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Are you here what I'm saying to you let's, let's bow our heads and. I hope I have a church congregation next week. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we honor you today, and we just thank you, Father God, that you're so good to us. Oh, you want to give us gifts. You want to give us the power, and I thank you, Lord, there's no power that we're going to have until we receive Jesus, first and foremost, as our Lord and Savior, and start following after Jesus. Perhaps you're here today, maybe you're a visitor, maybe you're watching online, and you uh, don't know if you died today, you make it to heaven. You have religion, but you don't have a relationship. I want you to pray this prayer after me if you're ready to receive Jesus and receive a new life. Say this after me and mean it in your heart. Say, Dear God, I believe, Jesus, You died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe You were raised from the dead for my justification and that You're alive right now in heaven praying for me, and I receive you today, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen.